Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number it's eighteen. It's only eighteen because 18? well because I was away in the snow and then you had origin duties okay, last week. But it's round nineteen, right? It's round nineteen. Okay, but we've only done eighteen. Of them. It's just upsetting for people that have missed out on one show. One thing I didn't know this, William, but we're actually if you look in the little camera there. We're actually on YouTube as well. Did you know that? No. Neither did I. <laughs> I did I not a, know. Someone said to me, I saw you on YouTube. I went and looked and people are actually like, there's people that are, um, hi, how are you? All oh, right. There's people that are like making comments. We're not brushing you. I just didn't honestly know it was on YouTube. Yeah. So, because we're heaps on top of stuff on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming Henry and Craig. It's definitely all of their faults, not ours. Everything is. Now, William, you, uh, the reason we didn't do it last week is because of the third game of State of Origin. Mm-hmm. You had quite the road trip. I did. Um, just through the the tab, they uh, went on a road trip from Sydney. Uh, so it was myself and uh, Willie Tonga, good close friend of mine. He's a Queenslander, obviously, you know, origin, the third, it was the decider, all that kind of stuff. So we started in Sydney. Uh, first stop was in Newcastle. So it was it was all about social media engagement and they had to like, uh, who do you want to wear a Queensland jersey through the mall of Newcastle or swim in Merriweather bars? Of course, people are going to want me to wear a Queensland jersey. So I had, to wear, I had to wear a Queensland jersey through Newcastle and sit down in a cafe and just talk to people, all this kind of stuff. So we were filming just on a on a on a phone so it wasn't like there was a, a camera crew or anything like that. so people just thought i was wearing it for fun so people go, what are you doing willie oh, what are you doing oh yes what are you like <laughs> they didn't know they were getting filmed and like a couple of people they had some fun they, they, they were all right but they just go what the f what the fuck are you doing what you know like why are you wearing a queensland i said it's just a bet you know what i mean it's just a social media thing and that was good tong obviously you know the rig that tong has i don't think he really cared about swimming in the bars did you know what I mean? He got his shirt off. Hundred percent. He did not care, so I don't think it really worried him. And he and he loves. He swims in the ocean every morning anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. I think it was about twelve degrees, so it was pretty. So we had to stay in there for five minutes. So we did that. We had um had something to eat there, and then we went to Port Macquarie. Did the same sort of similar thing. Had to do a couple of things there, but then we stopped in Lismore, which was great. And obviously they've been devastated by by floods and, and just some unbelievable stuff. The, the lady, we stayed at the Civic, uh, we, we stopped at the Civic Hotel and they, were, they shared, um, she showed us the footage of how high it got. It's like, you know, t- 10 metres. Like the whole city was just underneath me. And like, I, I was just so, I was shocked at it. It was very emotional as well. Um, a lot of people lost everything, you know, like a lot of small businesses lost everything. They're only starting to get back on their feet now. So we stopped there. We did an interview, um, you know, with Channel 9, uh, I was pouring beers at like 9.30. This, so this was on the Wednesday. So we're heading up to Suncourt. So I thought I'd start early. And she so, so the publican, you know, they're like in the country, they don't care. Pour us a beer. And I'm like, righto, you're going to have one. So I'm, pour, I'm pouring, I'm pouring uh, to his news at like 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Did a couple of interviews there. Just showing awareness and showing like that, that, you know, that we, we are, we all do care. And they're going to do an, an opening. Grand opening at the Civic, I think in about a couple of weeks, three weeks, and I said, look, just let me know and I'll come to the opening. 
Yeah, and, sure. and so will Willie Tong. Willie Tong can come down, and I think Tab, the Tab, will come there as well, and we'll try and make a little bit, try and raise some money for the for the uh, for Lismore and, and the flood victims because it was it's it's crazy. I, I couldn't believe the the magnitude of 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 what happened up there. You know, you just see little bits on the news here and there, but like you know, these that whole place was just underwater, like at least like you know five to ten meters. Unbelievable! It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like we were upstairs at, at the pub, and she goes, "It got all the way up to here." Yeah, like right. she, and they, they stayed in at the pub. They didn't leave. They didn't evacuate or anything. You know what I mean? So, nothing but love for people of Lismore. Um, been through a hell of a lot. This, but you're rolling through the city. If you if you drive through there now, you think nothing's happened. Yeah. Until you go into the into the um, see the, the pubs and see the damage and all that kind of stuff, you know they've been inundated with a lot of help from governments and everything like that. But the more you know, the more that um, you know, people like us can do, the better because you know they're trying to get back on their feet. It's hard. It was hard, but um, you know it was hard to watch. And then you know just to leave. But that's what I said. I said, look, I'll come to the opening. Just just let me know. She's a great bird. And then we went to. Um, to Suncorp, Caxton, and then it all started from there, which was good. Went Are you sh- still apes popular at Caxton Street? Yeah, I'm all right. Was all right. I was, yeah, all right I'm all right. You know, I was with, with, with uh, Willie Tonga, and one of the <laughs> about the timing, I had to go down. I was getting a beer. Remember that break I made and then like uh, Billy Slater tackled me and I dropped the ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on at the exact same time that I come down and try to get a beer and then <laughs> everyone just took the piss out of me. Massive. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Who put this on exact same time? Then it was on just, replay? It was, just, it was just unlucky. Oh, you dropped the ball. I said, I said what about the 70-meter run? It was not a bad run. Still, you still didn't score. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, fair enough. But um, <laughs> it was good. Then Gambaros went down and... Uh, you know, we watched the game. It was, you know, obviously disappointing that we lost, but it was a great couple of days. It was good. I'll tell you what's funny too, Will. Like, you just think about what you've just talked about there and, and you've gone on, you know, you go to these pubs and you've gone up and you've and you've basically offered to give up your time for free again. And and I remember 10 years ago, everyone would be like, oh, Willie Moses. You know, now you're a statesman of the game and it's like anyone who doesn't realise how much you do out of unpaid stuff off your own bat yeah I'm just no. very proud of you mate Thank you, and man. also what did I get emotional for all of a sudden here no it was good no, it was good it was, it was good we should go up I, I think we should go up to the opening yeah for sure the tape we'll do something up there and um, try and organise something but it was uh, yeah it was really nice it was good you know Brisbane was Brisbane was always fun um, you know doing especially you know rolling up there with Willie Tonga he's, he's a very close friend of mine you know so it's alright oh <laughs> <laughs> um, you know so Tong was really good I haven't seen you know I see Tong in you know dribs and drabs you know he's always very busy doing some great stuff with daily choices but you know like just you know sp- spending about 48 hours with him yeah, it was really good yeah good man Tong alright William well we should get into it uh, actually before we do get into it um, I just told you just before we came on um, a couple of years ago a good couple of years ago now we got involved with the Polish international side yeah. during the Emerging Nations World Cup and we had a great few weeks with, um, with that Polish side and some of the nicest people I've ever met, just genuine, you know, rugby league lovers. And, and we've just been um, told that um, one of the blokes that played in that team, he was a front rower, his name was Stephen. Um, he's tragically passed away. He's got three young kids. And um, just from from both of us, we just wanted to have a big shout out to to his family and friends and everyone that was involved in that Polish side in, in, in 2019. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tragedy when when someone loses their life so young and, yeah. and especially someone as good as like that. We're, we're unsure of... of, of you know what happened but 
Um, you know, we're going to try and do everything we can. You know, obviously, if they're going to have a, a GoFundMe page or something to help help these guys out, um, I think you know we'll put it on our website. We'll do everything on social media because you know he's he's a young man, thirty years old, three kids. You know, so um, you know it's it's going to be a hard life for those for those young kids and, and the wife as well. So let's try and try and raise some money. You know, he's part of the football rugby league fraternity. You know, it's um it's not just about the NRL. It's all about the younger players and all that and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, a lot of people can find out about this. It's all about raising awareness for for this family. Yeah. So congratulations to um, to Stephen for a wonderful life. You've been a we we no, really I remember, I remember doing life. some stuff with him. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great positive a person, guy. and um, you know, it's tragic. It's tragic. All right. So the other thing, I guess, that's um, that's just starting again is COVID sort of coming back. Will in terms of like mm. they're talking about bubbles and that. Like we're past that, aren't we? Like, the only thing I would say when when the dogs were playing in two thousand and four, right? You know how their sides go on an alcohol ban or whatever they think. I'm not going to drink until after the grand final. Do you reckon, like, if there was COVID around, there's been a few players missing now. Do you reckon, as a side, like as you get towards the semis, blokes will just start to go. You know what? Let's just limit us going out. Yeah. to try and make sure that you don't lose your star player the week before. Yeah, like for you, Penrith losing Cleary for COVID the week before the grand final. Well, yeah, you, you probably would you try and limit the amount of alcohol intake. You would because you know it's getting serious and you know you want everybody in tip-top shape, let alone now. With you, if you're out in public, you could get COVID. Yeah. Cleary might be out, a Luai, a Munster, a Latrell. Like the ramifications of, of you going out, being in the public, and that it's times a billion now. Yeah. You know, so I can understand, you know, like, you know, Queensland didn't have Munster because of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, do, who do you blame there? Like, you, you throw these guys out into, you know, into all these fans and everything like that. Fan days you know, it's a fan things, day yeah. with a thousand people there. Like, the, the NRL need to take some responsibility for that and accountability. You're throwing these kids into that. I, I get it. Like, Origin is massive. I'm, I'm all, all for giving it out to the public, going to, you know, fan, fan signing sessions, everything like that. You know, I get it. But, like... Look at look at the um, the repercussions of that, you know. Tua Lungi missed out on that, and Munster missed out on on winning a decider at Suncorp, which is probably would have been a career highlight for both these guys. You know, Munster has been outstanding all year, and all Origin series he got to he had to miss out on that, even though he was an integral part of that thing. So they're going to have to change these rules somehow. And you're getting to the pointy end of the year. You know, teams will probably start testing a lot more. I think they probably let it slip a little bit, I reckon, this year. You know, especially through Origin. Yeah. They thought, you know, COVID's sort of gone. There's a lot of cold. There's part of, like, there's flus and everything going on right now. You know, COVID is still around. You know, it's going to be around forever. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like, I spoke to Munster uh, two days before the game. He goes, he played with influenza um, about three or four weeks ago. Couldn't even get out of bed. Was absolutely rattled. But was still allowed to play. This one. No symptoms, no nothing, can't play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So let's just, let's, let's try, and, try and find a happy medium. You know what I mean? Like COVID is going to be here forever. They do take all the protocols they can. You know, even going into the Bulldogs train, going to New South Wales, like uh, headquarters, you've got to take, um, you know, the, the rat tests and everything like that. So they are doing the best to keep it, keep it at bay. But it is, you know, you going out, if, you, if you're going out into a, a pub, a club, 
festivals and all that. You're probably, probably going to have to limit that heading into semifinals. But and you only miss a week, so ideally, like if you're if I'm if I'm yeah. in the semis, I'm going to go to everyone, boys. Just wrap yourself in cotton wool for three. It's only three weeks. Or and four I think weeks. they will. I yeah. think they will. Um, you just have to bunker down and. At the end of the day, if you win a premiership, it's going to be worth everything. If you make a big run into the semi-finals, all that kind of stuff, and I think um, you know there'll, there'll be no more fan days. There won't be any players. There won't be any fans at training. There won't be any of that. And that's just the that's just the environment that that has been built, and that's the environment that and society that we live in right now. And if you play for the West Tigers, straight to the Beach Road, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but they just have to be. They just got to be like, you know. Just be careful, you know. And, and I think the all the NRL teams have, but it's just because, you know, Munster missed out. But hey, we know why because you had a fan day with a thousand people there. Yeah. I'm not sure what you expect, you know. And Tuolungi being out, like we're lucky that we didn't miss anyone from New South Wales. I feel for Tuolungi actually. Yeah, like same. It was only his second game. His second so. game, he could have played. You know, he could have won a series at Suncorp. That is like the pinnacle of every Queensland of every Queenslander's dream is to win a decider at Suncorp and that got taken away from him and Munster you know Munster's won a fair few games but you know like him him being a part of that he would have felt a part of it but he still didn't play so he would have been that pissed off because he you know like it's just I don't know it's just, it's just part of it's just part of a society and, and what we're living in now and it, and it does suck but it is what it is you just can't they're going to rule you out. They think COVID is the worst thing in the world. You know, there's more people dying of influenza in the hospitals at the moment than COVID. But it's COVID, isn't it? Mate, what about Tom Dearden? Tom Dearden steps into Munster and he basically becomes Wally Lewis. I was like, what happened then? The Blake got punted from the Broncos 12 months ago. Now the Cowboys are winning every game and he's playing virtually a man in the match in origin. Mate, he played outstanding. I thought when Munster was out, that was it. I said, we like if anyone that you want to be out, if you had, had a wish list, if you're a New South Wales fan or a player, I'm like, I want Munster to be out. Munster to be out. You know what I mean? And what about the shit comment from Paul Kent when he said, what did he say? Um, okay, uh, look at the the number six for uh, for um, for Queensland. Now, I'm taking that out of context. Playing with so much passion and, and everything. Like, and then, you know, you look on the other hand, the number six for New South Wales is just thinking about playing for Samoa. Did he say that? Yeah. That is the most dumbest shit comment I've ever heard in my life. So he's thinking that Dearden, because he played a, a great game and they end up winning the game, and now, now Luai doesn't have enough passion for New South Wales. Does he – like, how can you measure passion? Like, these guys rip – they they played their asses off. Both teams played their ass off. Every single player who wore a blue jersey or a maroon jersey comes out and plays with the amount of intensity and passion that you would never fucking know. You would never, ever know that, PK. And how, so how can you gauge that on, on, a, on, a, on a performance from Dean to, to Luai just because he, you, think he's, you think he's thinking about playing for Samoa when he's playing for the Blues? That is the most dumb-headed comment I've fucking heard for ages. I don't think – I've never heard anything dumb. Like, I don't mind PK as a bloke. He's a good bloke. But that is – you can't question someone's passion. You know, you can't – there's no gauge on a passion. Like, watch him play. Like, just because, like, Toto and, and all these sort of guys, like, are choosing Samoa and Tonga. Did you see – what about um, – uh, Nanai and um, Big Papa and that they had the fucking Samoan flag and got a photo with that do you know what I mean like does that mean they were thinking about Samoa as well but they, but they have more passion because they won 
Like, it's the biggest contradicting bullshit in the world. Like, what are you talking about? You can't question these guys' passion. You know what I mean? Like, Dean, yeah, good on you. Good on you, Queensland. You won. But don't try and this whole passion thing about New South Wales and Queensland and Queensland have more fucking passion than us. Like, don't ever question that. I'll tell you what's funny, though, Will, and this is this is how things get a life of their own in the media. So you look at when Queensland won 426 series in a row. No one was saying... Queensland have got more passion. People are saying you've got Jonathan Thurston, you've got Greg English, yeah. you've got the great some like Cameron Smith, you've got one of the greatest sides in rugby league history, right? They were winning because they were a better team. Yeah. Now all of a sudden if Queensland win, this whole thing about passion gets brought up the whole time. I don't get it. I don't understand how they think that the colour jersey you're wearing affects the self-pride that you have in your own performance and how you want to front up for your mate. Like, Joey, how can a fucking journo, a journo, understand about passion for New South Wales or Queensland? That's what gets me. If it come from Gordon Tallis or if it come from a Queensland great and they said some shit, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, it's Gordy or whatever. Not from a fucking journalist. You do not say anything just just commentate on the game but that's even, all you can do if you're a journal you don't know fuck all about the origin you don't know all you do is report on it but it, even even that aside will like if you look at if you look at that game right okay queensland's effort areas were good there's no question but it's not that new south wales weren't trying so mate, so like, how does it how like i don't understand with this passion the big the big one at the moment but but the, so, but the thing is like the passion but he's thinking about playing for samoa mm. really He's definitely not. I can guarantee you. He's, he's definitely, definitely not. not. That's what, what's that in? That's in the world. He's worried about Carrigan or some someone else trying to get at him or yeah. inside pressure from someone. Like that's what he's thinking about. Mm. Or trying to get a win for New South Wales, trying to break the game open. That's what he's thinking about. Like why would you bring like the islands into it? Like they, they're just like because. Like is that is that the flavour of the month? Because Toto made that well, one comment. That's what it I mean. is. It is. That's it's what it is. Like because maybe maybe Australia won't be as dominant because you might lose about thirteen players mm. if they all decide to play for the islands. Which is a good thing. It's Will. a great thing it's for the national game. You know, like I don't understand. I couldn't understand that. And yeah, and you know, watching Andrew Johns. Did you? I'm not sure if you watched yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was the most rawest fucking thing I've ever seen Joey say, and that hit home for every single player that played for New South Wales or anything. And that's fucking Joey saying that. Mm. That brings a tear to your eye when you watch that shit. I'm like, damn, Joey's feeling that, and that's probably the most shattered I've felt after a game. When I was there, I was just like, you're kidding me, because we were so close and we we we, we could have won that game, you know. But it fucking. It's over. It's done. They, they won the game, and it doesn't mean they have more passion than us. And it's also, bullshit. You know, they do have more fucking passionate fans. That's about it. Yeah, they do. They have crazy little rednecks coming up from fucking <laughs> top of Queensland, Mount Isa, and all the way down to fucking Brisbane just to smash the shit out of us. They loved it. I was there. I have a great time with these fans. Great time. Queensland is lo- they, it's, that's the, it's one of the pinnacle of our game. He's a, he's a decider at Suncorp with those Queensland fans. I love them. They they make origin. They do. That's about as much passion. They have more passionate fans than us. That's it. Nothing when it comes to playing. Well, the other other thing as well. So Victor Radley's just announced that he wants to get picked in the English World Cup squad. Yeah. And the and the no passion brigade had jumped on that saying, "Oh, look, no Queensland or whatever." Mate, I can name five Queenslanders: Tony Carroll, Brad Thorne. 
uh, yeah, Adrian Lamb. Yep. Um, there's that kid that played for Brisbane in the centres who played for England, Jack, whatever. He, he finished his game, his career early because yeah. he got an injury. There's at least five blokes. Yeah, so they've got a short memory. So all of a sudden now Victor Radley wants to say that. And they proves, don't have any passion. Like Victor, no passion. You know, Victor Radley, how about you just get over it? Victor Radley's old man is English. Correct. He's English, so he wants to represent his family. He's probably he, This is probably going to be the hardest decision he's ever going to make. You know what I mean? He's given up New South Wales, which I think he's going to... He's, he's still a future New South Wales player and he's given up an Australian jersey which I think he's still an Australian representative in the waiting but it means more to him to represent his family so shut the fuck up and let these players make their own decisions it's unbelievable like Victor Radley has made a ballsy decision he's representing his family until you get in that position people shut your fucking mouth because you don't understand what it means to him let Victor Radley make his decision let let Toto make his decision Luai Crichton Big Papa, Tino, they all get a position. They're in a power, power position where they can pick Australia, they can pick Samara or Tonga, Fiji, and now Victor has come across and he's playing for England. Let it happen. These kids can do that. Stop questioning everything they do. These are the fucking rules that they play in and they're exploiting the rules. Change them if you don't want this. You all right? Do you need a cuddle? No, I'm good. I'm just sick of all the shit. Why are they like if I'm having a crack at Victor for? Like, understand? Like, just you know, they don't know until they're in that position. And his dad's a proud Englishman. Like, his dad's Victor's, a proud Englishman. He's involved with the Bronny Board Riders, and you know his he's whole a great family. kid. Can you imagine kid. the decision yeah. that he's just made right now to give up a New South Wales shot and an Australian jersey? That's how much his family means to him. Understand that, people. Have some fucking empathy. I think you do know cuddle. I'm give you a call. Nah, I'm, right. I'm the one I'm over here all emotional about you no, before. I just think I'm just sick of all the shit. I went to the gym this morning and they put a playlist on and I almost had a tear <laughs> up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, all right, let's move on to coaches. Here comes the dog again. Stay out of there. He did a crap on the floor this morning too, so he's in the bad books. Um, coaching roundabout, William. We have got we've got uh, Serraldo to the Bulldogs. We've got Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall coaching the Tigers. We've got Christian Wolf going to the Dolphins. Brad Arthur's getting the punt. Griffin's getting the punt. Yeah, what, what? When did coaches become the pure news cycle for rugby league? That's all anyone cares about is the yeah. coaches. It is. It's it was never that. It was never like that when you were playing. It was never like you might get. It wasn't the an interchangeable. Punter, like it wasn't a coaching carousel like no. it was. I mean, like we had folksy for what, ten years. Yeah. Like Wayne was always at the Broncos. Bellamy was always there. Um, you know, Parramatta always had Brian Smith. Like, you're talking like five-year minimum coaches. Yeah. Now you're like one or two years and you're out. You don't do the job. And some, it's pretty. It's the hardest. It's the hardest job in the game, really. Being a coach, um, I think Tigers have made probably the best move they have in the last 10 years, putting Sheensy there because yep. he will oversee everything. He he created that culture at the West Tigers. He won a premiership there. He's highly respected. He's going to get Benji Marshall, mentor him, and Robbie Farah. He's just going to oversee a lot. You know, um, I think Benji Marshall will be the future head coach there because don't worry about Benji's skill level on the field, his rugby league IQ and how he can – how he is a leader of men off the field at the moment now, he is that dude. You know, it might take him two or three years to, to, to cult, for, for, for Chenji to cultivate him as, as a head coach, but he's the future of that club. And I think, I think it's a great move from the Tigers, gives him stability. If I'm, a young, if I'm a young kid, just say, like, you've got to think of the future. If you're a 16-year-old kid, 16, 17, two or three years, you through that system because the Tigers have really good young kids, Benji might be your coach. You probably want that. You know, like Robbie's going to be there. They're going to put some really good people around him, and I think that's the way. I think that's the way the Tigers are going to go, and they will 
get some good players there. And I think it just, just shows stability to the, to the fans, to the board. You know, Sheenzy's going to be overwatching everything. I mean, Sheenzy's a triple OG, man. Like, he's been around the game since the 80s. Yeah, you know, he's one. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah. you got to understand. Like he was part of the Green Machine. Then he, you know, like he was, you know, North Queensland. Then he went to the Tigers. Like he's won premierships. He's like he, he is yeah. that dude. He's coached Australia. He's that man. Like he has so much respect within the game. He's probably just been laying in the cut for about what six, seven years. Just you know, been overseas a fair bit. Like just probably just enjoying being de- developing young young coaches. And now he goes, you know, I'll step in. And I'll develop the next future, the future of the club, which is going to be Benji Marshall. So I think that's the best, the best move that the Tigers have made for years. Do you think the thing that got Benji Marshall over the line to coach was the fact that he knows that the Roosters juniors play in the Balmain comp, so he's going to be able to draw from yeah. the Clavelli Crocodiles and Bondi United and Paddock Holtz? That's probably the best junior nursery going around in the whole country. <laughs> no, but he knows. But uh, if you have a look at, you know, the SG ball and that from West Tigers, oh, what, I, well. what I was looking at, yeah, they're, they they're go good. Well. They're yeah. really good. So, like... And they've got those young They're all getting them. Get, understand, West Tigers, Seatown out there. Yeah. A lot of Campbelltown kids, a lot of Mount Drill kids. You know, they all can't fit into that Penrith system. No. So, they're all, um, they're all getting... Uh, high, they're highly scouted at young ages this year. I mean, these days. So, um, yeah, the Tigers, that's all right. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. There we go. Good news for the Tigers fans out there some good news I, I love Brett Kamali saying it was disrespectful of Penrith to rest their players and they lost I was like, what are you doing not you? disrespectful I beat you <laughs> should have been happy you got beat by the Reggies <laughs> just be happy don't be disrespectful and then he was like don't print that don't don't, ha- don't have a go at the, well you mm, said it he, no. needs, he needs some time Call the journal would have been, yeah we won't print it we won't, <laughs> won't see the light of news. day. Um, Christian Wolf, have you had anything to do with Christian Wolf? Christian Wolf was at the Dogs around about two thousand one and two. He's been the he's been around the block. He knows he knows the game. He's been the Tongan um, head coach since two thousand thirteen. Highly, highly, highly respected in within the Polynesian community and in the coaching realm. He's over at St Helens now, I think, and I think they'll probably and, in front. and I think yeah. they'll probably win everything again this year. Um, he's. He's done. He's 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 done the rounds. He was at North Queensland when I was there. He's always been assistant coach. He's been assistant coach for a lot of NRL clubs. Always on the cusp, but probably you know just want to just learn his craft. And I think he's really learnt it through the, and through the Polynesian system as well. Like he got his look where he's got Tonga. And I think him coaching the Tongan team, they will attract a lot more Polynesians and good Polynesian players because he understands the culture and he's one of those coaches who he's right into it. You know, like he's right into it. He understands. He understands the Tongan culture, understands Polynesian culture. Wayne Bennett knows that. And obviously the, you know, the rosters are only going to get more and more and more of Polynesian. They're up 55, 60% right now. Two years, Wayne will probably coach them, set everything up for t- in about two or three years, and then give, you know, Wolfie the, the head the head coaching job and it's good for him too because it's a real Demetrio style situation yeah. where he sits there he learns for two years he gets handed a decent yeah. roster uh, yeah, Wolf- South are going good this yeah, Wolf- year he's too got, Wolf- he's been around for a while but he's yeah. been around for a while like he's been on coaching staffs and for, for the last you know 10 or 15 years so he's done he's He's done his work and he, un- he understands the game. He's quite smart. He's a really good bloke. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy for him. Like, I'm happy for him. He's a, he's a really good guy and he deserves it. Any male, Serato, Bulldogs? What's going on? Well, I'm not sure. Like, I th- I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to believe anything until until, I, I, until you see him saying, yep, I'm the coach of the Bulldogs. Mm. You know, so it's um, – it, I, think, I think it might be close. I think he, he is the answer to the, to the Bulldogs. I think – like where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, he's. I think he apparently he's one of the. He's the. 
brighter, more talented young coaches coming through, real student of the game, um, highly respected within the coaching ranks over there, you know, but, you know, was he willing to sit behind um, Ivan, Ivan Cleary for another five years? Like, yeah. he's just signed another five-year deal. Like, I think Ciro's around about 40. I think he's about my age or a couple of years younger. You know, um, Bulldogs are on the up, you know. Like, it's not like it's, it's probably, you know, they, they, they're going this way. Yeah. They're not going this way. So, no. And it's a premier club. Don't get it, don't get it twisted with, with what's been happening 100%. for the four or five years. Yeah. It's one of the premier clubs that you can coach. So I think um, he, he would understand that. I think he has a good relationship with Gus. I think he'd be a perfect fit for the club. Hopefully things um, in the next you know, 24 hours, something comes out. Do you know, Finn, my young bloke, um, South were playing the Bulldogs last week. And guess who he was going for? Bulldogs. 100%. From the days of Greg Inglis bribing him with jerseys to support yeah. South, and now he's followed you to what the What about... Um, he's still a Roosters supporter. Latrell Mitchell. Oh, Jesus. What, about his, what about his comments after? What, what about how he targeted Burton? I love that. And he's at, before I, don't, game, I didn't he's love like, it because he carved up so much. Oh, and I was heard. like, if, without Latrell, we win. I thought we played outstanding. It was probably our best game of the year. I thought it was Flanagan's best game of the year. You know, like our forwards stood up and we, you know, we, we played some good football. But that dude, once he turned it on, oh. like he just had a bee in his bonnet with, with for Burton. With, for Burton. Yeah. And like maybe it was because they stuck with Burton for game three, obviously. You know, he could have picked about five players. He just beelined for him, threw him off, started laughing at him. Poor old Burton Did that too. twice, poor Birdo. He's had a rough couple of days there. But um, yeah, Latrell's Latrell, man. He could he, he is that dude. He is that dude. What do you say after? He goes, that, that number, number three is mine. Mine. You mm, probably proved that a I little bit. I think it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think if you Burton know, should play six next year. Burton. Have them both in. Burton is a gun. Burton's Burton a is gun. a gun. I mean, like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's probably learned so much through Origin, you know, like not maybe swing first instead of, you know, waiting to get punched in the head. He did a good job stopping. <laughs> he did a good job I stopping thought, all those punches I with his thought, cheekbone. You know, I thought he I, – I, I love that about Birdo. To even get in that fight, you know what I mean? Like he put kick pressure on. That's did, a great feel good. Jeez. Did, did – oh, feel good during in there. Um, Tell him you're busy. The great uh, – you know, like he um, – you know, he, he wore it like gags. Like gags, give him a couple. And then Tino sort of um, – Got him in a bit of a headlock, but like I think that might have opened up Pandora's box. Really, you know, like um, you can swing a couple, you swing some back. All you're going to get is ten minutes rest because, regardless, unless you absolutely king hit the bloke or something like that, which would never ever happen. Like if some someone swings a punch, you're going to swing one back. You're not going to just. So you, the rules are: if you swing a punch, you are both off because he swung a little bit of a punch at Gags. He had to get ten. He didn't deserve the ten, he but he got, had. He got the ten minutes. He should have got one minute. Yeah, he should have got five. <laughs> and gags, you know, like he's, you know, that's that passion they're talking about, right? Do the do the Bulldogs not do any boxing at training or anything? Is that yeah, I mean, And I just think, I think you, Birdo was more shocked because he's probably thinking, you never get nah, he's, no, no, you're not going to get punched in the head. Nah, you'll get sent for 10. It's like bang, bang, like he wore a two-piece and then... And then it was all, it was all over. He so just unloaded, didn't he? Yeah, gags, eh? I love can gags. Throw. He can throw them. Gags can throw them too. I wouldn't be fighting him. Do you he's know what? All right. No one's ever throwing a punch at Dan Gag Eye on a field. <laughs> that. And like the thing is, like gags gets ten, and like it didn't let the team down because he, he got ten. Yeah. So yeah, 
you don't think kids are going, you know what, <laughs> I might uh, not kids, NRL players who are going, all right, let's just, you know, someone's really pissing you off, bang, bang, and then we'll be bring on. A, bring on a bench player, punch Nathan Cleary straight in the face, mm. both of them get 10 minutes, you lose a bench player, <laughs> yeah. lose Nathan Cleary. Exactly. Sold it for you. Everyone, There's plans. That's how to beat Penrith. And then he comes back on, get your other bench player to punch him in the head again. Exactly. It's a big head to punch too. Uh, all right, movement, player movement. I saw Milford's, he's gone to the Dolphins, he's left mm. the Knights. Does that open a spot for Luke Brooks? I know they were keen on him at the start of the yeah. year. He well, needs something, doesn't he, Luke Brooks? Well, you know, Everyone West, West Tigers play. aren't willing to bite the bullet because he's on a million dollars. Mm. That's why. You're putting Paul Hastings at lock. Like, he's a half. He's their best half or 5'8 they got. You know, I mean, I do do Dewey's coming in. You know, I'd probably put Dewey as Locke. He's a bigger body than Hastings. But he, he, wa- he wants to play six. But he wants to play six. Hastings could play seven. He played seven Well, he is a good seven. Like, he, he, was there, he, was, he organizes everything. He was getting about 80, 90 touches a game. Like, he was, he was getting them going. And, you know, obviously they just don't want to, you know, they can't put a player who's on a, you know, 900 to a mil in reserve grade. They, they, won't, did, they, they won't. They won't buy Josh Reynolds. Yeah, they won't buy the bullet butt. They're trying to still develop him. I think. I think. I still think he's got a lot of talent. You know. I just think um, it's just. It's a shame what's happening. I don't. I don't know what. And I think it does open the door up for, for Brooks. But he's going to have to cop a loss, or he's going to have to. You know. Does he want to play first grade? Does he want to? Because you'll probably get that talk this year. At the end of the year, we want to get rid of you, but we ain't paying more than. 500. Yeah. And the Knights are going, well, we'll give you 200 or something. That's how it's going to work. We're yeah. not going to give you like, you're not going to be sitting on, you know, 1.1 mil, which he's owed. Depends how much he loves his cash. And if he wants to still play there, you know, otherwise they're going to say, yeah, we'll play in, reserve, you'll play, we'll play in your reserve grade next year. You know, that's what's going to happen. Like he's, that's the cards he's going to get dealt next year. Does he want to play first grade, resurrect his career? Does he need a change? Maybe he does. The next Andrew Johns. You know, and Joey's going to be up there. Like he has all the attributes. He has all the attributes to be a a better than better than average half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's an above average half. He got like you know like halfback of the year like four four years ago. Like everyone thought he was going to take that jump, Mm. and he sort of digressed a fair bit. So you know, depends. I think you know, change is good. Change can be good for for some players, and Newcastle still has some talent. All right, it is game time. I tell you what, it's actually exciting now, William, because all Origins finished. There's that sort of lull in the middle. Now mm. they're playing for Sheep Station. So you've got sides that are genuinely like the Storm are coming off three losses. You know, there's just there's a little bit of interest now. Everyone's forgotten about the table for the yeah. last three or four weeks. But now you look at the table and you go, oh, hang on a second. There's some sides that, yep. that are fighting for their life. There's some sides that, you know, from a top four perspective. So... One of the top four uh, perspective games is the Thursday game, which is the Eels against the Broncos. Broncos mm. have got all of their players back pretty much. Um, their forward pack is back to full strength. Payne Haas is back. They've got um, – obviously, they've got Reynolds fit. They've got, they've got a good team. Yeah. It's, uh, you, have a, you have a look at it. Look, from even – from the Dragons, so 11, 11 to what, like just say the 8th? or seven, it's like it's four points. It's two games, you know what I mean? Like, so the, the Raiders are must-wins, the Dragons are must-wins, the Roosters are still must-wins, the Eagles, you know what I mean? Like, you can't afford to drop about, you can't afford to drop even double games, like two in a row. You've got to start building some momentum and like, you know, winning like, 
you know, at least three or four, put yeah. three or four together. Then you're going to have a look at the Tigers, Titans, Bulldogs, Knights. They're going to try and upset all the guys to try and piss them off. You know what I mean? So they're going to come out. They're trying. They're playing for their um, for pride and everything like that and contracts. I understand that this this time of the year, some players are they're not contracted. They're trying to play for their future. So these last six what, what games? Like these last six, six games, games will mean the world to all these players, regardless so of where you are. So what's what? Can anyone who who's going for the for the eight spot? So you got the Roosters, the Manly dragons, side, Dragons. So, so the Dragons, Raiders, Roosters, and Eagles. And then no one else can make it. Knights. Well, then the Warriors are on twelve. Knights twelve. Bulldogs ten. Titans eight, and then Tigers eight. What are can, the Dragons on? They can math if if they win every single game, and they all like mathematically, you can still make it oh, if you gone. are. But they are they are pretty gone. I mean, like gone. the. It's too much of a drop. What are the Dragons on? But you don't know. The Dragons are on 18. They could oh, lose. No, if they, I'm saying. If they lose three in a row, Raiders lose three in a row. This is where it gets a little bit tricky. But, like, you know, like the Roosters will be trying to win every single game. So will the Seagulls. So will the Rabbits. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because even, like, you know, like, fourth spot is on 24. Yeah. You know, like the Rabbits string about two or three good games together. They drop down. Like, it's, it, it's, you want to finish top four. Yeah, for that sure. That is the main objective. So, um, Storm these games, trouble. these games are more important than, than you think because don't think these other guys down the bottom four or bottom six are going, oh, we can't make the eight. Let's just like go out there and just have some fun. No, they're playing for like their contracts and their livelihood. That's why you see a lot of these players. A lot of these teams, the back end upset the big, the big teams, or a team that's going for it all. You know what I mean? Like they could slip up. You know, so it's a, there's a lot more to play for than just two points. You got to, they're going to put their heart and soul into every single game. A lot of interim coaches too, which you know they're, yeah. they're basically playing. Well, if you play bad, all the, the whoever's coaching that side next year is going to be looking at those games and go, that kid's not trying. Mm. You know, so yeah, exactly. You know, you're playing a lot of these. Yeah, as I said, like they're playing for more than two points. They are. Yeah, you know, they're playing for their livelihood. Uh, so Eels Broncos. That, that's a good game. The Dragons Seagulls. The Dragons. They've just hit that. I can't. I stink from the second half of the season period, haven't they? You know what they do? They play good when it's wet. How good's Ben Hunt going? He's been great. I think he'll get Dally M. He's so good. I think good. he might. He but probably like, will. But they play really good when it, on, on, a, on a dry on a dry weather. In, in dry weather, they don't really they don't have that flamboyant play, uh, style of play. Like they got Debellin, they don't really play out the back that well. Like it's not. It's very like it's, they don't, just don't play as like quick as like a. When you see the. Um, the Broncos and the Cowboys when they're, on, when they're on a dry track boom 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 heaps of player ball movement everything like that everyone's moving they just look really stagnant yeah but when you give them a, a, a wet boring game they're tough they've they got a tough team yeah. so they'll slog it out and ball the shit out of you and then they end up winning those games yeah you know when they had you know, an awful game down against Canberra I mean oh. it was awful and then they, they've had a couple of games in the in the rain where it's been terrible they've just got that real tough gritty pack but when it gets dry they don't seem to have that real flamboyant sort of you know like real fast paced sort of play you know what I mean? So like it's that. I reckon they might get. They might. They might get manly. Well, it never stops raining, so they'll probably. It's just going to rain all weekend. Games. So don't. Who cares? Um, hey, a little bit of. Have you heard the little bit of a rumor? Like Tommy Turbo might be coming. Back. Oh, he's. I don't you know, want season training the house down. But like, I just don't want to see that kid come back. Why would you come back? Play like, one game. If I was, if I was manly, I love Donny Singe, the the head SNC over there. He's he's well a well above every every other SNC nearly in the game. Man, I'd be sending him to to 
like they did Latrell. Look what Latrell did. Just yeah. go over there for like, you know, like, I don't know, for like four or five months, get that body tip top. Latrell looks amazing. Happy, everything like that. Just looks like everything's coming easy to him, running. And that's only two games in. You know what I mean? Like, if, I'm not sure what they've been doing to Turbo, but I, like, obviously it's a shoulder injury, but I want that lower half. I want to I get. That's the problem. That's they're the problems. That's the hamstring. It's, it's the calves and all that kind of stuff. It's like knees. And, you know, he's got a fair chance now to get all that fixed because he's, he's going to fix his shoulder. His upper body will be fine. You won't have a reoccurrence of like, you know, doing your shoulders all the time. I mean, you can, but I mean, I, I, I doubt it with him. But um, yeah, I'll be sending him overseas, man. Just go chill out. Not chill, but go do all that work. Like Latrell just looks like a different beast now. He can make a Jared Haynes sort of run. For sure. That's what South look like. And that's what South are looking like to me. Yeah. They look like, you know, Cody Walker. He's grown another thing. The long, young little um, young little halfback. He really looks is, like yeah. he's that bean drop. Looks like the best Healthy. thing for him. Yeah. Latrell, Totola, Tom Burgess, um, all these guys, Jai Arrow, Kolo Matangi, playing really smash mouth football, Cam Murray. They look like they can do something. Yeah, they're a they good can side. do. They can. They can really make some moves, regardless of like where. I think they, they're coming. You know, seventh or eighth. Oh, no, but they that. can. Oh. Don't worry about that. Yeah. They can make a big run. They're my Smokey. Trebojevic, actually, I think partially, I reckon, he desperately wants to go to the World Cup. I feel like he's maybe saying that so that he can get to the. Why don't they send him? Full. Shoulder reconstruction. That's mm. six to nine. Yeah. It's, it's what is it, four or five months? Probably four, four not. months? Yeah, by the Come end on, of that. Come on, man. Like, don't do it to yourself. Maybe they should send him to a vet that specialises in giraffe hamstrings. <laughs> There'd be one out there somewhere. Get yeah, a everywhere. Off to Dr. Uh, uh, Brown. Brownie. We'll get, Brownie. We'll get, get Brownie on. Get would, the vet. You'll do it. He can barely treat a house cat, please. <laughs> don't believe what you see on TV, people. He hasn't been a vet in a long time. So the uh, the Knights and the Roosters, the Roosters will win that. Uh, you reckon? Lodge, it'll, be harder, Lodge, it'll be harder than you think. Lodge. Understand. I reckon he's going to be big for them. Well, he was big last week. He was good last week. Yeah, I, I just look at that forward pack still for Newcastle. you got you got Clem, Braley's back, Saifidi, the two Saifidi brothers, Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Mitchell Barnett. You know, you still got the big uh, Edric Lee, Dane Gagai, Tuala, Heimel Hunt, Milford, Kalen Ponga. You know, like they've got a decent team. Kurt Mann, the other side, Feedy on the other on the on the bench. Like that's a decent team, man. I know this the culture and everything from the Roosters. They should win, but it's going to be wet. It ain't a dry field where you can, you know, t- Teddy and and Tupo, Joseph Manu, Sawali, all these guys. It'll be it'll halt what they're doing. Do a know, little bit, a little bit, and it's up there as well. Do you know what I might I be reckon, just like too much of a novication at the moment? No, but you know what? I, you know what I reckon Newcastle aren't being given enough credit for is that their halfback, their highest paid player outside of Kalen Ponga, left in the preseason. So they they did a preseason yeah, yeah. with Mitchell Pearce. Then they had to do it with Clifford for four and weeks. And then all of a sudden they go, Clune. oh, he's gone. It's like mm. the, the losing Mitchell yeah. Pearce, who's your main playmaker. Yeah. That's a massive thing for a side to have to deal with. So yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I I can make excuses for Newcastle. Raiders, Warriors, yeah, Raiders have too much to play for. They got they've got to win this. Three o'clock, freezing cold down in Canberra. Warriors won't care because they're from New Zealand, but they might be babied a little bit because they've been in Redcliffe a fair bit. Yeah. So they might get a little bit cold. They might get cold. Mm. What do you think about benching Reese Walsh? Well, I can see another Tavita Pangai Jr. move here. Mm. Because you've got to have a look at the right circumstances. They're not. He's not really wanted at the club now. He's signed with another club next year. Pappenhausen might be out for the rest of the year. 
it could look like that if 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 Melbourne. I don't think Melbourne even actually thought of it until a couple of journos started saying talking it. Talking about it, yeah. Started talking about it. And then you know, if you're belly, you're like decent player. That makes sense. That makes sense. If we can get him for just say, you know, I'm not sure if if the Warriors just want to get rid of him now. Give him like you know the back end of the year, last three or four games. Come have have a, have a run into the semis. They still have that forward pack that can still match it with everyone and the culture that they have. I don't know. Well, what did what did Walsh Walsh's contract with the Broncos next year? I think is five hundred. I think it is. That was what it was, right? So yeah. you think there's five games left or six games left? So he would have to get like what's that? Say he would have been on about what twenty grand a game. So you'd go, all right, well, have you got a th- if you've got 100 grand in your salary cap, then he can sign with them for the rest of the... Because it goes on the salary cap. Yeah. So they probably... You'd think 100 could, grand. It could work. Could happen. I mean, it just wish- depends if, if, you know, Melbourne's system, they believe in their own system and people. Yeah. You know, I don't think... If, but Penrith have got a great system too and, like... You'd take him. Uh, well, speaking of Penrith, they're playing the Sharks. The Sharks... I don't know. They, they beat an understrength side last week. Um, I think it's time for the Sharks to decide yeah. whether or not they're actually a premiership threat or whether they're this just is the happy game. with going well. This, this is, the, is game. the game. Nothing. Everyone's gotten through Origin unscathed. Um, no, they didn't really have that many players in Origin, but the Panthers did. They had their whole team in the rep, in the rep round apart from Dylan Edwards. Um, but the Sharks, if they really want to make a statement, and go. You know what? We're here. We'll be. We, there's a reason why we are in the top four. It's going to be this game. Yep. Uh, the other good game, obviously, is the Rabbitohs versus the Storm. The Storm are favourites. Well, I don't think the Storm have a right to be favourites. They're they're, they're favourites because they're the Melbourne Storm. Mm. The Rabbitohs have looked outstanding. The Storm have lost Pappenhausen. They're, they're short on troops. That I think I'm not saying it's the end of the Storm's era because they will still win more games than they lose. Yeah. But I just can't see. A Melbourne Storm of two years ago, last year even, losing just, yeah. three games on the well, bounce. Well, have a look at, just say, this this fullback. I mean, the, the back line. Nick Meaney, Dean Iremia, Marion Seve, Justin Ollum, Tyron Wishart. That's your back five. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know they're, they're Melbourne and they've got... They've still got Munster, Jerome Hughes, the Bromwich brothers, Big Nelson, Kafusi, Josh King. You know, the bench is quite strong. It's just not that Melbourne where it's like they've got like you know 10, 12, 13 stack players you mm. know like I'd usually have a couple of like a big Nelson or something might be on the bench and coming off and just absolutely destroying well, they need so him now because injuries. they need big Nelson you know their bench is a little bit skinny you know but um, it, I, I just can't their, their system and their culture is just so strong they're expecting these young kids to come up and do exactly the same job there's no it's next man up mentality I know how Melbourne works so I'm not they won't be as they won't be as dominant as they were in the last say 10 years it's probably going to be a little bit of a changing of the guard but I'm not worried about them not making the 8 or the nah. top 4 every year they just won't be as dominant going shit no one's going to beat Melbourne this year you know what I mean they're just who's, going to be who's on their bench um, Grant Anderson Kamakamitha Alec McDonald and Jordan Grant yeah, right. so yeah, you know, that's like, not a Melbourne. You know, bench. these these kids will get that. They'll get a lot of experience for next year and all that kind of stuff, and, and coming in the semi finals. But they'll, they'll they'll still make a run. Bulldogs Titans, 
Well, yeah. That'll be a good game. Bulldogs are f- strong favourites here too, which I are think they? they deserve to be. Yeah. After, like, the Titans have been pretty average. Two o'clock Sunday game. Hopefully it's a little bit dry. I'll be out there. Um, Titans still have a decent team. They're very, you know, like, I think a big Tavita's called out Big Tino. I want to see that. Yeah, same. I want to see him go fucking crazy. Yeah. And, hey, Tino's been Tino's been playing well, but Tavita has been coming off the back fence. He's been He's been good. playing outstanding. Yeah. What he does need is a bit of help. Support, Because yeah. guess who they got? they got David Fafita who can turn a game on his head, who I think Tavita will take that personal as well, like he did last time. Mm. And they got Fodawaka and they got Isaac Liu. I need Paul Vaughan. I need Max King. I need Josh Jackson. I need Waddell. To all, they all, they all need to you. play like a pack. And if Tavita's leading the way, follow that man. Because he's, fr- he's leading from the front and he's, he's called him out. So he's got to... He's going to make himself accountable to try and take Tino on. Tino's probably one of the best forwards in the game at the moment. I can't wait. Yeah, it'd be good. I cannot wait. I love it when people do this. I love it when young players do this sort of shit. Come out. I want to see fireworks. I love this shit. I reckon um, I reckon whenever that get called out, they literally... You've got to fucking go. This is tribal, man. They won't, they Tonga, won't go near Tonga, Samoa. No, 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 no. They will, they'll go at it. You reckon they'll find They will go other? at No, no, no. They're both in the middle. They're both locked. Yeah, that's true. They will they're go at each other. It's not like you're, if I'm left back row and you're right side back row. Let's go. Like, no, shut up. If you're in the middle, if you're in the middle, it's on. You can't escape. It's on. Them. You can't escape. And um, oh, it's going to be a good battle. They're two young bulls. I love seeing this shit. Love it. I hope it lives up to the hype now. Yeah. That you've hyped it. Well, so I didn't hype it. You just did then. This is the most popular show in the world. Okay, we did hype it. 48 billion people yeah. just saw that. Hype, man. Hype. Uh, and the Cowboys, the Tigers, you know what I heard? I heard- Seven dollars. Yeah. That is so disrespectful. Brett Kamali loves disrespectful. You know what I heard, actually? I heard Brett I heard Kamali, Noddy's going to play seven. I heard he called the Cowboys disrespectful for playing all these players this week. <laughs> <laughs> they were Cowboys, oh, my God, what are they, $1.10? $1.10. I mean, this is, this is a 2005 grand final replay. They always sort of take that shit personally. Um, but there's levels. I mean, you cannot put – you can't put Jackson Hastings at lock against Tal Malolo. You know, I look at Luciano Leilua, I think he's going to go out there with a point to prove. Mm. You've still got Tom Gilbert, Reese Robson, who was included in that New South Wales team, Cohen Hess, who's been playing outstanding, Townsend, Dearden's going to take so much so much confidence, Val Holmes, Peter Hiku, Scott Drinkwater, Kyle Felt, like that's a decent side, man. Uh, Granville, Tanoa Brown, Griffith Name, like they've got, they've got a good side. They have got a good side. Hard to beat. Willie's Big Boys. All right. Big Boys are at it again. They're all going crazy. I think it's been outstanding all year just watching these guys go at it. Um, I've been watching, I've been loving watching, you know, Junior Paulo, Fisher Harris, Tal Malolo, you know, Payne Haas, all these big guys just dominating games. You know, it's been, it's been outstanding. So um, first one, my first vote goes to... I, don't, I didn't really want to give it to him because he played against the Bulldogs. Well, I thought the Bulldogs pack were outstanding. But this kid, young kid, uh, Totola, 
He was probably the best forward here. Big, big, big Tom Burgess. He led from the front, running hard, a little bit of a tip on, some real creative, some good metres, scored a try. He was outstanding. So one vote for him. Two votes goes to the big Dolph, Toby Rudolph. I thought he was outstanding on the weekend. Puts up some, some great numbers, man. He plays some big minutes, well over 60 minutes, uh, you know, 160, 70 metres gained all the time, in about 40, 40, 45 tackles. All these guys, as I said all the time, the efficiency of tackling, they're all around about the 90%. But three votes to Joe Tapine, Tarpane, Joe Tarpane. And who'd they play in Melbourne? Uh, I'm pretty sure they played Melbourne. Yeah, probably. And know. that is Somewhere. hard to do. The numbers that he's been putting up, that young kid. He's, I think he, he has been the, the best, one of the best forwards in the game this year. And I think he's off contract. So pay that man. He's worth every cent. I think I'm pretty sure the Canberra will want to keep him. But um, he has everything. He has everything. He hits like a truck. He's got skills. He's got late footwork, always finds his front, aggressive as hell. Like, he's he's your prototype front row at the moment. Was he at Newcastle? When Newcastle you were boy, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah and right. he just, um, Ricky got him and, and identified how talented he was. And, um, you know, he's... He had a few ups, uh, few ups and downs last year, a few injuries here and there, but like this year he's strung together. He'll probably get Dalian proper the year, be up there. So um, that's my big boys of the week. Uh, leaderboard, uh, third on there is Junior Paulo. He was close to getting a point. Two, sec- uh, second, uh, James Fisher-Harris. So he's on 13. Jason Taumalo's on 14. So there's the leaderboard at the moment. So... It's going to be it's, it's going to be a tight finish. Tamlo's on fourteen, Fisher Harris on thirteen, Junior Paulo on ten. You know, it's very easy for those guys to get three. You know what I like? You, you're consistent with going from below this time. We started. We built the suspense. We went one, two, three with the vote. We started <laughs> yeah. with I'm third. Glad, I'm glad I can. Do you know what? I'm happy. glad. Thank you All for right. that. Uh, I this is actually my least favourite part of the show every week is the betting because we're so bad. Why? We're so bad. I know. Why? We're so good in the last two years. I know. It's like last the last couple of years has been like, like, like 10 embarrassing. grand by the end. 10 grand by the end of the year. Well, the, the year before, we still haven't even like, because of COVID, we haven't gone out to these country towns to give them whatever we need. Obviously now we're going to try and get it out there. But um what we win the year before, like 15, 16? No, we got we got so last two years we've given five grand to two clubs. Okay, and so then we haven't million. been able to go out to see them. We've given the money, but we will. But, oh, we have but given we the money. Yeah, but I want to give them some gear. Uh, and so this week I have gone, and I tell you what, as well, I lost on my punters club last week, and I lost. I just like I had two horses, and the first one won, and the second one ran second by a bee's dick, and I was filthy because I thought, and then I thought, you know what, I shouldn't be filthy because I cannot win. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my one, of those, bet, one of those years. My bet is Souths head to head, Roosters to cover eleven and a half, and the Broncos head to head, and that is paying nine dollars and twelve cents. William, what's my bet? You have taken the Knights one to twelve, Penrith one to twelve, Souths thirteen plus, and Isaiah. Puppoli. Did I back? Did I back Penrith one to twelve or Cronulla? Did you say Cronulla one? Yeah. You said Cronulla one to 12. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I've written it down wrong. I can't even read my own writing anyway, but that is paying $249.60. And any time try scorer? Papali. Big Papali. Isaiah, Isaiah. Papali. Yeah. He can score a try. He was only $3.25 to score a so try. I mean, he, can he find a try. Uh, and then the producer, I don't even want to hey. call it the producer anymore. Yeah. I want to call it. Just Craig. 
What's up, Craig? It's Henry. Well, he's got eels, Henry's. seagulls, eels, roosters, raiders, panthers, rabbits, border. He just picked wins. Yeah. And yeah, paying no thought into this, Craig. Seventeen, Craig, Craig, seventeen dollars and four cents. That's all right. You know what he's worth? Four cents. <laughs> and anyway, then the other thing that Henry did last week was he gave himself. We we didn't put our tips in because you were drunk and <laughs> I was not. And I actually I was drunk all weekend. I was in Lisbon. He was really small, uh, and he gave himself eight and us seven. So I've fixed that. That's so bullshit. You have backed the Eels, the Dragons, the Knights, the... Uh, Eels, Dragons, Knights. Raiders, Raiders, Sharks, Rabbits, Dogs and Cowboys. Mm. And I have, and Henry's copied me, has gone Eels, Manly, Roosters, Raiders, Panthers, Rabbits, Bulldogs and Cowboys. All right, well... There you go. If I can get about four up on you guys, I might, I might be all You're right. You're a big chance. Yeah. And as I said, if it wasn't for you being loyal I've been all right. I've been all right. Dogs, this is yeah. probably your best year of tipping. We got any, um, we got any questions from the Twitter fam? Uh, yep, let's have a look. Twitter sphere? We, <laughs> Twitter sphere. Do you think Origin 3 should be a blueprint for how NRL games should be played? Personally, I enjoyed the back and forth grind and letting the players decide the result rather than penalties left, right and centre for every minor indiscretion. That's from Dan Jay. Good on mm. you, Dan. Well, it's, I mean, it's He's hard. I mean, it, it is hard for that. Like, the, that's, the, that's the best level you're going to get. And the players and, the co- I mean, the, the refs sort of let a lot of the little things go more in origin because they want to see a free-flowing game, but it's hard to get that. You only get you're only going to get that sort of level in a preliminary final or a grand final, where you have got two teams like everything on the line. You know, so you're not going to get that in these normal club games. Like I'd love to see it, but it's just not the games. The years too, it's, it's too long. I think if we had it 18 rounds, you're probably going to get 18 rounds of like brutality like that because they know how hard it is to make the finals but it can't because of the CBA the game is worth we have to put the game on TV to get the money to get for the revenue for the salary cap all that sort of shit so I would love to see that sort of that sort of brutality every game but fuck me there'll be some sore players every week because that was <laughs> that was unreal but I, I get I get it the, the refs should I'll go back to the refs the refs should let the game go for a lot more free flowing not enough you know they, they do sort of step in so they can get their fucking head on the telegraph the next day they should just pipe down ref the game shut up to be fair as well to the, to, to club games if you look at the origin players yeah. they make less mistakes because yeah, the, the origin best players, players are the best players so yeah, I think- well, you got to understand in club football you might have a rookie you might have a guy who plays 10 games you could have a guy who's just not that good you know so in origin you've got the best of the best I do look at that Bulldogs Titans game though and think that's origin level standard intensity here is smart ass uh, alright well that's it for us it's been quite a long show because we've yeah. had a couple of weeks off but we'll be back every week from now yeah. on We'll be doing we'll Twitter. Be tweeting. We'll be tweeting. We'll be doing Twitters. Rate uh, and review. Try and think of some good questions um, for next week. I'll put uh, it up late, to be fair. And that's um, it. Mason's, Mason's Take. Mason'sTake.com. Get on there. Have a browse around. There's always some good footage on there. Ask some questions, and um, I'm sure we'll get back to you. All right, guys. See you later. Love you. Bye. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Of Willie, and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skill, son. Uppercut, right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. 
You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 